Do you go with the flow? Join us each week as we take one topic from classical Christian education and ask ourselves whether or not we're going with the flow. Welcome back to Going With The Flow, a River Academy podcast. My name is Tyler. And I'm Eric. And I'm Tanya. And with us this week, as you just heard, is our secondary principal, Tanya Griffith. Tanya, welcome. It's exciting to have you here. We've been talking about having you on the podcast since we started. Thank you. I've been feeling a little miffed about not being on so far. <laughs> it's, it was we personal. Didn't, we didn't... We didn't want it to go to your head, so we've tried <laughs> to keep you off for a little while. Yeah, yeah, we definitely, you know, especially, you know, with this Christmas season, though, you know, we thought with your, with your, you know, natural energy, you would, you'd help, you know, bring us up, and we'd be able to talk about some, some really great, glorious things today. So, Tony, why are you here? Well, I'm here because I'm a seven, and I love all the celebrating and happiness of Christmas, but this year, um, I felt like God was calling me to learn more about Advent and the season that comes before Christmas. And so I'm hoping to share some of those reflections with you. Nice. And for those of you who don't know uh, what that means, we taught we had several podcasts earlier where we mentioned the Enneagram. And uh, the number seven on the Enneagram is the enthusiast. It's the, uh, it's the one who, the person who basically lives for the party and lives for the fun and whose sole purpose in life is to have fun. And so uh, there's many things about Christmas uh, that fit very well with the number seven. Uh, all of the anticipation, the gifts, gifts, the uh, you know, fun festivities, Christmas parties. You know, I think oh, yeah. Tanya's already been to like three Christmas parties this week, <laughs> and she probably has another two to go. So, uh, yes. Well, we, and we just started. Uh, we just started Secret Santa here as well. I'm going to assume you uh, were behind that a little bit, at least. Well, I'm all in on You're Super in? Santa. Like, let's do this. I'm, I'm down. I'm excited. And for those of you who are uh, who want to listen to that episode that we were just referring to, it's episode seven. It was our October 14th episode, the second in our marriage story series. Uh, I don't think you need to listen to the whole series just to get that one, but we it is something we, we do refer to a lot. It was the Enneagram. So, well, let's talk about Advent. Um, it is something we Advent is a, a word that gets bandied about this entire season, right? It's the is it the four weeks before Christmas? It's the four Sundays before Christmas. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but growing up, uh, what Advent meant to, to me as a kid is that it meant that my grandparents would buy me one of those cardboard calendars that had the oh. little doors that you would open yep. up for, you know, for the 25 days leading up to Christmas. You open up the door and yep. inside is your little secret piece of chocolate. Yes. That's what Advent meant. Some of us may or may not have broken into the Advent uh, calendar a little, a little bit ahead of time. Our anticipation and excitement, you know, was a little too infectious. You did. I, Tyler, I'm you, not saying I, me. I'm saying broke people into I know. Your Advent calendar. <laughs> people I know. People you know, actually. Wow. See, not I, me. No, definitely. Not. I I don't always consider myself to be a self-controlled person, but at least I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. My background is a little different. My mom didn't believe in Advent calendars. She Ooh. felt like that was a Catholic thing to do. And so we didn't celebrate Advent at all. I didn't even know what it was. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so is it this, re like, I mean, obviously I, you knew what it was. It's a thing we say around here up until this. No, I mean, like, th that it's a thing. It's a bigger thing than what we say it is. But in, at, at the river and at most churches, it's just, we just say the word. So when did you start getting into, other than knowing, like, name recognition, well, when did you start getting into so it? So, late, late in later childhood, I saw other kids had the little chocolate calendars yeah. when I went to their house. 
And I was like, what is that? And they explained to me. And I just understood it as a way of getting, building up excitement for Christmas. And um, then when I, we started attending a more liturgical church that had the celebrated Advent with each Sunday, yeah, um, we found that was really helpful. But I really didn't start exploring what Advent meant until this year. This is the first year. Oh, really, really digging did. into it. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, we uh, f- and very similarly for me, we we had a church growing up. Uh, we said the word, and you know, it's on Christmas things and uh, and stuff like that. Uh, and we had our Advent calendars. Um, but the the first time I really remember like thinking about what Advent was, and it's because of a mistake that happened at our at church. Uh, we we would always light the Advent calendars, and there would be or Advent candles, I should say, and there were scripture readings that went with them and stuff. Um, but I didn't pay as much attention until on stage. Um, as our pastor was lighting it, he knocked over the advent ca- uh, the advent candle and lit a fire on stage uh, that had to be kind of like everybody rushed up and had to, like put the fire out, uh, which I think was just so that but that point I was like oh advent like it just burned advent in, you know literally. into my <laughs> literally into my mind uh, and I've I I always think I need to know more about it but you know at that point was the first time I started going oh yeah now I this is actually a thing that gets celebrated and we should talk about it so. Uh, it's interesting because I would say that that um, many many people's experience of Advent is similar to what all of ours was, and that is that it's the 25 days leading up to Christmas, and it's celebrated with opening up that little you know little cardboard thing and getting out your chocolate, and it's all about building anticipation. But uh, historically, well, historically Advent was all about building up anticipation, but but in a different way. And uh, so Advent began being celebrated probably as early as the fourth century. Uh, and it was a uh, it was a way for the church to uh, to remember their need for a savior, for uh, for them to get in touch with the fact that, that we were fallen enough, that we were broken enough, that God had to leave his throne in heaven through his son, Jesus Christ, and come to earth to rescue us. And, uh, and I, I know uh, for me that my tendency is toward self-sufficiency. I'm not always keenly aware of my need for salvation, of my need uh, for a savior. And, uh, and Advent is aimed at rescuing me from my self-sufficiency. It's aimed at uh, at taking a, a time to pause and to remember how broken we are, how needy we are. And so, um, interestingly, uh, this might be controversial, but um, it, it's 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 not likely that Jesus was actually born on the 25th of December. That's uh, lies and slander. I think that's just wrong. I may have just crushed a few (laughs) dreams there, but we don't know. We actually don't know exactly when. uh, We can guess because of Passover and things like that. Yeah, you know, but we don't know for sure. We don't know for sure. But but when the church put together the church calendar, um, they very deliberately chose to put Advent and Christmas in the darkest time of the year yeah they very deliberately so um you know the the winter solstice is coming up here in a few days that's the shortest day of the year and and i i believe actually that the original aim of christmas was to put it on the shortest day of the year 
now that we know a little bit more and we, we can actually chart these things with satellites and all of that stuff, we, we know, you know, we actually know what the shortest day of the year is, but, but the aim was that Christmas would be uh, the day after the shortest day of the year. So, um, and, and why? Why was that? Well, because they wanted to, to symbolize the darkness of the world and the world's desperate need for light, the yeah. world's need for the light to come into the world. And of course, we know that light to be Jesus coming into uh, to the world. So well, and, traditionally... And, and oh. even even that idea that the name Advent, like you said, is, is that, that coming or awaiting an arrival is is even is even a bigger thing of... of um, it's a specific waiting for an arrival of someone great and powerful. And it was first attributed, I know, like when they were talking um, about Roman empires, enter, uh, emperors entering into Rome. It's it's awaiting. We are this people in our own, you know, our own terribleness, awaiting this this great person to arrive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then even more, you know, with with going on the the darkest day of the year, or the mm-hmm. the shortest day of the year. Um, you know, we have we could go into a lot of church history or Roman history, even with with syncretism and and linking up with pagan festivals. But it was it was meant also to overlap some pagan festivals mm-hmm. of of uh, um, of darkness and and yeah. like the Yule log goes back to this mm-hmm. idea of of you know this this thing that burns for a long time and yeah. in the worst time of winter. Mm-hmm. The symbolism all matches up very yeah. very well. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so historically the church has celebrated Advent as a season of fasting, mm-hmm. um, and fasting because many of us aren't always aware of our neediness, and fasting is a way to to make you mindful of that. Uh, now, of course, some of us don't don't need to fast. Some of some of us might be going through more of a darker season or a hard season or facing pain right now, and and so we don't need to fast because we're keenly aware of our need for a salvation outside of ourself, for a rescuer to come to earth. Um, and Tanya's going to share a little bit about that with us in just a minute. But before we do that, I wanted to just uh, say one more thing. And that is that if you look uh, at a, if you, if you pick up a hymnal in your church, uh, if your church even has hymnals anymore, but if you pick up a hymnal, uh, you'll notice that there's a difference between Advent songs and Christmas mm-hmm. songs. Uh, and that was new to me probably 10 years ago. I, I just thought that they were one and the same. But actually, all of the Advent, all of the Advent songs in your hymnal are aimed at, uh, at anticipation, at looking forward to uh, the coming of uh, Christ. And so songs like O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, uh, and Ransom Captive, Israel, or uh, probably the first uh, one of the first hymns we actually have, uh, written by St. Ambrose in 397, uh, Savior of the Nations Come. Here's a, just a couple of lines from it. Savior of the Nations Come, Virgin Son, make here thy home. Marvel now, O heaven and earth, that the Lord chose such a birth. Not by human flesh and blood, by the Spirit of our God, was the word of God made flesh, woman's offspring, pure and fresh. So that's another uh, famous Advent hymn. And again, all of it is, it's all about the anticipation. It's all about looking to the fact that we need a savior. Yeah, it, these are these are some of my favorite uh, of the Christmas. We I, I just traditionally have always just lumped them in with Christmas songs mm-hmm. because we listen to them for so long. But I, I like them so much more than the ones that are, uh, you know, 
than even the Christmas Day stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. and it goes back to even what we tell kids, right? Of it's it's way more about waiting for the package and mm-hmm. and guessing what's in the present than it is about getting the thing and actually opening it up. Sometimes, I mean, and but the the difference is though that Christ doesn't disappoint, right? Or Christ doesn't yeah. let us down. You know, it's 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 about the anticipation, and when he gets here or when he arrived, it was maybe not what people expected, not what we always expect, but what we need, you know, and that, I, I love that whole idea of Advent. My, my favorite Advent hymn, um, yours reminded me, it's, it says, uh, it's called, I lost it, it's called Advent of Our God. Uh, Before the dawning day, let sin's dark deeds be gone, the old man all be put away, the new man all put on. All glory to the Son who comes to set us free with Father, Son, ever one through all eternity. I love that one where it's it's the same as that, that O come, O come, Emmanuel, but it's, it, I like the, the old man, the old us be put away, the new one put on. Um, I, I, yeah, it's my favorite one. Hmm. Well, uh, so we, uh, we, we actually invited Tanya on this podcast for a very specific reason, and that is because Tanya wrote a, uh, a reflection for our staff earlier this week uh, that was really powerful, and, um, and it, it goes against her nature. Her nature is to always think about the positive. Um, and, uh, but that's and why this, Eric and I are here to, to bring her down we, every we, once in a while. Yeah, we, we keep her <laughs> uh, very much grounded on earth, but, uh, but she, this goes against her nature, but it was a really powerful reflection. And so, uh, so we want to, we want to close our time yeah. with, uh, Tanya's reflection on, uh, on Advent. So Tanya, we're going to hand it over to you. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to start um, with just reading a few portions from the scripture. Um, Matthew 2.16 says, When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. That just sets up how dark the times were before the coming of Christ. And then Isaiah, when he prophesied about the coming, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And Simeon reflects as he sees the Christ For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. So, Advent in Winter. With the darkest of days comes the waiting of Advent. Advent is the time of dark places and experiencing without running or resisting our pain. Here, in the quiet, we acknowledge our brokenness, our failures, and our need for a savior. It is a time to stop. Stop striving, stop working to be better, stop trying to do more or pray more or even believe more. Just time to rest. Advent is in the wintertime as a seed lies quietly, still underground, in the dark, held in the soil. No pruning, 
no training, no weeding. There is only cold and darkness. No watering, no plowing, no warmth of sun. Only quiet and rest. All is inside, interior, within. And yet, inside is the very presence of God, his light and his life. Advent is consenting to God's work within us in the midst of our dark pain and fear. Advent is letting go of all of our fighting, opening ourselves to the Holy Spirit's comforting presence in our souls. Even while we sit in deepest darkness and cannot see a way, any way, Advent is trusting that God will rescue us. He will make a way. He is the way maker. Advent is resting in the goodness of our Father when nothing else is good. Advent is waiting for what has been promised, what he has promised to us. Silently, gently, he sparks hope. He heals, he weaves, and all await. Await his voice, his breath, waiting for the birth. Thanks for listening to Going With The Flow, a River Academy podcast. Follow us on Facebook at The River Academy and find us online at www.theriveracademy.org. Also, rate and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you.